on the way to play Neverland's Lucentum, video host, DC Radical One. Greetings, Black family, and welcome to On the Wake Up Radio. I am your host, DC Radical One, and you have entered the center. Shout out to our wonderful producer, Cindy Ashby. You can check us out on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio at On the Wake Up Radio. But more important than that, you can check us out at onthewakeupradio.com and you can check us out at otw2.com. That's otw2.com, where I do indeed have a an account. Uh, let's see who we have in the building thus far for this special edition. Of course, we got... The brother you got ripped off in the building, BB48 brother. See, you made it back safe and sound. The ancestors, be thanked for that. What up, Lord Bell? And the good brother Elijah, BB48 straight black pride brothers and sisters. And he said the convention was awesome. So, um, we'll wait to see if we get a few more people in here. A lot of people responded to the uh, when I sent it via social media. So the number of people who responded to what we should have at least a good dozen people, which we do not currently have. Uh, For those who are here, um, especially those who attended or viewed the convention, what are your thoughts uh, on the convention? Lord Bell, you could have watched it. You could have watched the live stream. You didn't watch the live stream, brother. And you got ripped off. So you got you got 20 hours to go. 20 hours to get home. Oh my goodness. If that's the case, man. That that's making that's making me tired just thinking about it. But um, yeah, Lord Bell, um, you should be able to i can't say for sure oh okay it's working understood and the brother said yes indeed 20 hours to get on man well may the good ancestors be with you brother man i'm tired already before they uh brother kevin austin said he wish he was there um yeah uh if you go to and i'm actually i'm gonna bring bring a part of that website in a minute to uh show what is available so give me a second with that while i try to get this correct let's see but in a minute i'm gonna bring up what is available via um the website on and i got a lot of stuff and close out doing a lot of things today what is available via the sbpmu website and also what is available on the war on the horizon website which is also the social architecture website so you should be able to shortly 
I don't know how long it takes to process and everything. Watch the convention um, at sbpnu.com. And um, you have different prices for different points of access, which will allow you to watch different things. But of course, there's nothing, and I mean nothing, like being there in person. Um, you know, we got you have a different perspective when you're part of it, because in a lot of ways you're working. And so my perspective will be different from those who attend as well as it'll be different from those who may attend one uh yeah yeah we'll yeah brother we, we're gonna in fact yeah we're gonna definitely do a recap of the chopping it up <laughs> you just reminded me i was supposed <laughs> man i was supposed to and i'll do that i'll do that later that's what i'll do later i was supposed to actually bring up part of bb48 to a bb48 man um i believe i said bb48 brother kevin um i was supposed to put up part of the a couple of the slides from the chopping it up and i didn't remember till you just said it so i do that probably about nine so we can get out of here about 9 30. um it's new you know it's a new time slot for me and i just want to see how it will work out maybe it's something i could do a couple of times during the week just a live stream uh, the only other option I have is to actually do it during the day when most of y'all would be at work. Those of you who have office jobs or whatever, it's cool. You can just listen at your computer with your headphones on, not without, um, or in fact, not thought about, you know, on your phone or whatever the case may be. So that's a thought. So the convention, man, was, um, it was extremely powerful. And, you know, we had, four brothers you know three guests and brother genie that really brought some fantastic information and one thing it reminds me of is that the the power and the energy of black people collect um what's the word i'm looking for but black people come together in the physical come together collectively in person to exchange energy, to um, recognize each other, to show each other love and respect, and to be on one accord when you get like-minded people together, man, the energy is always incredible. And so um, we didn't, you know, <laughs> things didn't turn out exactly the way we planned as far as with the different brothers coming out of, from out of town um I, initially we were going to have brother mike grace first baba olatunji second the way it turned out baba olatunji arrived first and so we allowed him to speak first and um man the information that baba olatunji put together was fantastic it's possible that i may do a chopping it up session on his book however the next chopping it up session will be about the uh COVID-19 book and you can purchase that at um you can purchase that on warnhorizon.com and 
Lord Bell said, will you be able to watch the convention? I I believe the way it works is if you can get you can get access for a certain amount of time and whatever is uploaded on the site you can watch within that span of time. So the convention should be up there shortly. The um the chopping it up should be up there as well. And the chopping it up happened last night, so that's fresher in my mind. The convention happened on Saturday. And and in fact, let me show the book from the website. So that is that's the book, The Truth About COVID-19. That's something that's the book we'll be working on. And I'll be giving a maybe one hour presentation on that. Um, I'm not I'm not sure right now because I'm still I'm still working on it. I'm at the very beginning of working on it. And so as you know, as the weeks go by, I have a better idea how long it's gonna be. But it'll be no more. The presentation itself will be no more than an hour and a half. Uh the chopping it ups, I like to start around six thirty. There the door is open at six, but I like to start about six thirty and give people a chance to come from work and things like that. And because since the presentation themselves are only going to be between an hour and an hour and a half. That gives between eight and nine to for the discussion. And the discussion aspect of it is what makes it different. The 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 shorten we shorten the length of time for for what I what I would normally do as a lecture. So there's no breaks or anything like that. It's just like the hour, hour, 15 minutes, whatever, of the presentation, and then 45 minutes of discussion. That's the chopping it up format where the lecture format when i do them it's like an hour a break an hour you know roughly the ending and then maybe some q a after that and then you know we out so that's basic difference you get more it's more interactive with the chopping it up sessions so yeah the, the truth about COVID book so far has verified um, some things that I thought when things initially happened, but I had no way to prove. And so it's, it's a, so far it's an excellent book. And so you can get it here. Like I said, you can go to warnhorizon.com, which will take you to the social architects website and go to the book section. And you can get this, you can get uh brother Jeannie's book on horizon and get, you can get that. You see everything that you have up here. Medical apartheid, destruction of black civilization, uh, irritated genie um, by Jacob Carruthers, ISIS papers, secret relationship between blacks and Jews, and miseducation of the Negro, and the psychopathic racial personality and other essays. And the secret relationship is volume two, by the way, just to clarify that. Also, I was talking to Brother Jeannie, and there's something else you can get on here. Let me see if I can bring that up that I didn't know until literally, like literally today. And that is, bam, here we go. You can go to the same website and get the t-shirts. People always ask, oh, man, where can we get the straight black pride T-shirts? Can we get the straight black pride T-shirts online? You can get the straight black pride T-shirts online. Um, and 
various colors, Black Families Matter, Black Families Matter, excuse me, um, Black Liberation Movement t-shirts, and then the newest one that I hadn't hadn't seen, No Thy Enemy t-shirts. So you see me walking around rocking that one. You already know where I got it from. So those are available on the uh, Warren Horizon website. So let's go ahead and get into it because um, 15 minutes in, everybody that's here is apparently going to be here. So like I was saying, man, Baba Olatunji came first and he brought his, he brought his book uh, dealing with the LGBTQIA LMNOP agenda and man dropped some really profound information you know, he broke down uh the meaning of and the origin of the term heterosexual which is a term <laughs> which is crazy because it's a term that's made up by homosexual and uh he broke that down and um you know that was profound and he brought a lot of information he's really talking about the importance of understanding the etym the etymology, the root of words and the meaning of words and the origin of words and showing um showing how they use word manipulation to confuse us. Really Rip, you got ripped off says you say it's the Francis Crest Wilson lecture. Uh, the French Crest Wilson. You mean the uh, Goddess Black Woman Lecture? That is, you know what? Jenny uh, recorded that, so I don't know. Um, he's, <laughs> you know, he never. He said he was gonna try to find it. He never gave me an answer. So that one may be lost. The history had to do it again sometime. I would. I mean, what I would really, really like to do, especially do do that one i think that one travels well and um the uh dr dr collett one in another city i really would like to do the dr collett one in new york but that ain't gonna happen now that they pass their laws so <laughs> um but yeah so hopefully Jeannie finds that i try to remind him again because i already know that uh he's already forgotten and so, um, you know, we'll try to do that. I just realized, even though I got my banner down here, I do not have the proper logo for the show. And bam, that's correct. So, yeah, Baba Olatunji was first, and and that was outstanding. And one thing Jenny did, man, that was, that was I didn't know what he was going to do. He had these little lockets made up for each presenter. And he gave each presenter um, an ancestor. And I believe Baba Olatunji's was uh, Dr. John Henry Clark. And then after he spoke, and like I said, man, his information was really incredible. Um, just really outstanding work. And I'm, I've known, it's so funny, man. I've known Baba for years. Because years ago, I used to see him at uh, PKV events. You know, uh, I, he he used to be out of Baltimore. Now he he's up in Philly, and 
I just used to see him. We would talk or whatever. And I, I never really, um, I didn't know he wrote books and things like that. And so <laughs> you would see him up there and really dropping it. It was like, man, I set up here and talk to this brother. Just like a regular brother and whatnot. And he up here holding all this knowledge or whatever. So it was interesting, you know, seeing him in that capacity without, like, I knew he was an elder. I knew he had knowledge, but seeing him teach without knowing that he actually taught is, you know, that was, um, you know, that was interesting, let me say. So after he spoke, then uh, Brother Mike Graves, and Brother Mike Graves is, uh, for, interestingly enough, man, uh, he's former law enforcement, you know, but he uh, worked with Dr. Collett, was trained by Dr. Collett, and and he just dealt with a lot of situations up in New York with um, racism, white supremacy, you know, getting uh, brothers on the police force to do race work, which is... You know, that's that's profound because, you know, when you think of the police, all we think of is an enemy because that's what, that's what they've been for the most part. And so, man, that brother, man, he's just a strong warrior. And he talked about situations that he dealt with. Uh, with with um, there was a case up in New York with a brother whose son was at a, a party he was hanging out with some urugu right and got into a situation and you know these uh euros you know um tried to uh invade the family's property and you know some things went down you know that's that's all i can say about that and so you know he they, they said what that situation was the brothers came out they organized they to protect family and things like that and he just gave that whole situation that history so you could really see you know how they work because i mean that was it was a serious situation where you know some something could have taken place that this is put it that way you know i'm speaking not speaking freely <laughs> you know like because the internet but y'all y'all understand y'all y'all those who were there get the point those who weren't there you get the point as well Especially since it's mostly brothers in here. Uh, Lord Bell said, definitely getting the shirt. Hey, I'm getting the uh, know the enemy without question. So I, I didn't, and I didn't know. Brother G was like, nah, nah, you can only get that online. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So um, then, then uh, Brother Jeannie gave Mike Graves a Martin Delaney uh, locket. And he said, Martin Delaney was his man, you know. During his time here, he's the blackest man in America, you know, and so, you know, that, I mean, the brother was just, you could tell each brother was really floored by receiving the gift, you know, and then, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, is this, yeah, yeah, so then, this part was funny, I'm sitting there, we're waiting for, um, I think we were waiting for brother, brother Darren, but I believe brother Darren Muhammad, but I believe brother Janie went on next. Now, Lord, I mean, uh, you got ripped off. Correct me if I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, just let me know and be like, nah, that's not what happened, bro. Because 
trying to remember the order. I, but I think Brother Jenny was next. And he spoke about, of course, about the uh, the vaccine situation, which I, I don't know if everybody saw the, I believe the Pfizer vaccine, again, correct me if I'm wrong, was just approved by the FDA. So the emergency use exemption has been um, upgraded to full approval, despite the lack of normal protocols to, to approve a vaccine. And I will be doing a video on that as well as, um, and it may be one video, maybe two, uh, of course, the Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife both are in the hospital with COVID. Uh, she was not vaccinated. And of course he was, and he was vaccinated on TV. So the, I, I found that story interesting in the fact that one's vaccinated, one wasn't. And yet they're both sitting and, and both in the hospital. And the last reports I read kind of made it seem like he was worse, worse off than she was. So, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. We are all going to have to make a, make a choice. And um, I also, also saw today um, that uh, they're um, going to mandate it for servicemen, active active duty servicemen, and, and I believe reserves. So if you're in the military, you're getting a shot whether you like it or not. Uh, let's see. You got ripped off, say, Darren Kane came up at the last segment before Jeannie went on. Okay, right. Um, so, yeah, Brother Darren came on. And if you ever heard Brother Darren Muhammad, you know, he and Brother got an incredible amount of knowledge. And he dropped knowledge about COVID and a lot of a lot of other things. And um, the locket he got was Steve Copley locket, which I, I think is most appropriate because as far as, like, in-depth information and naming names and knowing who people are and knowing their history and things like that. And I, I don't know anybody who's more in depth than him, but something funny happened. Um, I believe it, it might've been before brother Darren actually, but anyway, while I was sitting in the back minding my business, um, somewhat not paying attention, <laughs> being completely honest, you know, cause sometimes I, when I, I go to different spots, you ever been to a straight black pride event? You see me walking around. Usually I'm checking on stuff. I'm checking on, you know, everything. Just make sure things are working well. Talking to our people that are working. You know, we got brothers on security. We got, you know, other people who are doing stuff, making sure things work. You know, talking to the people in the venue, making sure, you know, things is good as far, you know, checking to see, you know, when, um, when make sure it's gonna be enough food when the food line is gonna close and all that stuff because we hold those events in the restaurant all those types of things right but this is one of the times i actually wasn't really doing that i had done that i was sitting down it was kind of relaxing and then um brother jenny started talking and he started talking about man this brother does this and that and so forth so on and man blah 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 and i'm sitting there thinking like, man, wow, that brother's really outstanding. Man, he's doing good work. Man, hopefully, man, I can meet that brother. <laughs> and I look up, right? <laughs> I, was, I was looking at my phone, and I look up. And the sister looking at me, one of the sisters in, in a 
Oh, Melissa is looking at me in the face, and she's like, you know, she mouths like, uh, he talking about you. So, I, so now I'm actually listening because before I was only half listening. Now I'm completely listening because I'm like, what are you talking about, right? And so now when I started listening, I was like, oh wow, yeah, okay, yeah, he's talking about me. I was like, all right, this is crazy. I'm like, so I'm like, so what are they about to do? So little do I know, and when I say little do I know, I mean I didn't know at all, at all. Um, you know, brother Danny, he finished giving his spiel and so forth, so on. I come up to the stage, and they gave me an award. And they get, <laughs> and what y'all have to understand is, when, generally speaking, when we do these things. I'm one of the people who arranges for them to happen, right? Hey, in fact, I think I'm actually the one that came up with the annual, the annual award, straight awards that we give at a straight black pride um, convention, to be completely honest. So I think this was my idea. Now, last year we gave it to um we gave it to two sisters, you know, that you know that really couldn't do anything without um gave brother genie the award. And so, you know, they conspired behind my back, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to give me a John, the John Henry Clark Award, which is a form of an Ashanti stool, which um, I was, first of all, I was completely surprised. Like, I just, I just wasn't expecting it at all. Um, I was uh, humbled by the honor. You still am. Just the fact his name John Henry Clark Award was, you know, and then um, you know, I just, no was was weird is that as far as I know, no one in the organization actually just took pictures. Like normally, I when I go to the back, a lot of times I'll take pictures, but no one took no one took pictures. And it's so funny. I kept it's man, it's hilarious because I watched this sister walk around with this big giant box, and I kept thinking to myself. What's in this box? And she would take it from place to place. And like anytime I got close to the box, she would move the box. And it never occurred to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was just like, what's I was just looking at her like, what's in the box? I'm thinking it's something for, you know, some decorations left over for or I, I don't know what I was thinking about. Uh piece of uh, sister Tila Nubia. And uh greetings to almost soon 18. So yeah, I Man, I, I had no clue. And like I said, she was walking around with that box. I was like, and I did ask her, I was like, what's in the box? She's like, all oh, my stuff. I was like, oh, okay. And so, yeah, so they gave me that award. It's in the form of an Ashanti stool. It's uh, beautiful, beautifully handcrafted. I know exactly where they got it from because last year's event, I was the one that ordered it um, for the winners <laughs> last year. And um, man, you know, I, I'm just grateful. Because when you when you do the work, being completely honest, people who do the work and like make this their life aren't the people that get recognized when they're alive. You know, you, you just you know, we talk you talk about an after the fact. Like I and I said during the event, you know, give people their give people their roses while they're here, you know. I don't remember ever remember, and it's possible it happened and I just wasn't there or, or whatever. But I don't ever remember Dr. Collett receiving an award while he was here. 
And um, we have to not, you know, we have to not assume that people are just going to be here, especially people that do that's doing work. Because, I mean, you know, it's, you never know when the Europeans are going to be like, you know what, I'm tired of this dude. Or this woman, in fact. Uh, I believe I said peace to Tila Nubia. If not, peace to you. And she said, yes, it was a nice event. And I enjoyed all the speakers indeed. And Sister Janiga was laughing, talking about I was being nosy. Of course I was. It's my job. It's my job to make sure everything is working and in place. Um, so, yeah, of course I was being nosy. <laughs> it's, it's my job make sure everything is working well. And um, Sister says the gifts were very thoughtful. Yeah, yeah, they were. Now, I, I had no clue on any of on any of that. Yeah, those all the gifts were outstanding, and they fit everyone very well. So yeah, that, they did an excellent job, Brother Janie and the sister, and whoever was involved. They did excellent jobs with that. Um, so yeah, so then I would actually I believe I got my award before Brother Darren came on, and Brother Darren is really an electric speaker and. <laughs> What's so interesting about him is, man, he has this vast amount of information that he can just reel off off the top of his head about a, a vast array of stuff, right? And just and just go, and it's you know you just go up there and forty make the forty five minutes or an hour, however long it was, just make that just go quickly, just whoosh. and then um, Jeannie spoke like I said, he spoke about the whole vaccine situation and put some information up. And I believe I believe Baba actually he didn't put the information up, but he gave some information about the um, basically the the uh, companies being exempt from any type of um, possible legal action and things like that. And I looked that up and posted that on my on my Instagram. And, you know it is what it is. Document is document. You know like this. Other brother on YouTube says document documentation beats conversation. Straight black pride to a uh, war report. It was good to see you there as well, brother. Sister Tila, nobody did, were you were you there live? Because if so, did did we meet? And you're gonna tell me who who you are, and I'm gonna be like, oh. But yeah, so the, I thought the whole event was outstanding. And then the next day, I know the brothers went out with the flyers and everything uh brother you got ripped off you you went right because i did not because i was working on the chopping it up and since i was working on the chopping it up i did not go um i was still preparing that because i i like to rehearse stuff multiple times and was so you know even though i re rehearsed the stuff multiple times when you get up there you're in a different place and everything is different and so you're going to do it differently anyway like literally if, if i recorded the thing 10 times i would it would come out looking different 10 different ways so but um okay you weren't there but you met me in previous event okay okay cool and uh war report says return of the black man was on fire and congratulations thank you brother said their war was well deserved Hey man, you know, we're really, man, we're just trying to follow in the footsteps of giants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know, anything we can do to advance 
you know, liberation and empowerment, man, and, and bring about global African dominion. That's what we do. Okay, we met at the fifth annual. Okay, okay, cool. Um, okay. Oh, y'all, oh, y'all was on Bennett Road. Okay, C Street. Okay, cool. Okay. We finally hit up, finally hit up DC. Been been knocked it out in PG County. So yeah. And because so with that on, on Sunday, and y'all, most of y'all, y'all seen the uh the video I put up, brother Janie spreading the flyers. Yeah, the, the brothers went out and did that. And you got ripped off. I knew he I knew he was going. And how many you got ripped off? How many uh brothers was it? Because it should be about well over a dozen if the usual brothers came out. But I, I'm not sure how many came out. But um <laughs> war report war report making me laugh. Talking about first time we met and I was sizing them up. Hey brother, hey, look. You never know who you never know who the enemy gonna send. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You never know who the enemy's gonna send. But um, it's good that um, I know I know brother, you got ripped off. Enjoyed himself immensely, you know. And he had his beautiful family with him, and you know, hopefully the whole family had a good time. And the brother came back out on Monday after going out with the brothers on Sunday. So he had a full weekend. So how he's still awake is beyond me, to be completely honest, because he was there for the entire convention on Saturday. He went out and did some did some community work on Sunday and then came back out on Monday. Um, say, well, okay, about a dozen. Okay. All right, cool. You know, so yeah, like I was saying, then came back out on Monday um for the chopping it up session and while i'm talking i'm gonna see if i can bring up just one or two because i i haven't i filmed now this time i independently filmed the chopping it up session myself to avoid a similar situation to what happened with the um goddess black woman lecture because what's weird is i've done a goddess black woman lecture twice i have out of those two times, I have the first half recorded of the first one. So I didn't record, I don't have the second half recorded of the first one and none of the last edition that I have. So I don't even have, out of those two times, I don't even have enough to compile one lecture to get enough footage to splice them together to compile one lecture. So if I can do that in another city, like, um, I don't know, maybe, yeah maybe atlanta maybe baltimore maybe yeah maybe baltimore um if i get talk to brother maybe i yeah maybe i talk to brother darren or something see if i can do that in baltimore uh i'll do that again uh i think that lecture um i think that touches sisters and i think is i think the information is valuable but as far as the um, chopping it up, Brother Genie really liked it. I thought, you know, I thought it was, um, I thought it was an excellent discussion. It was so, you know, it, it, it was interesting. 
because not a lot of people came out, but a lot of people seemed to be affected by what they heard. And so I was just glad to be able to, um, there was one sister that was really affected. She had really been through some things and, um, you know, she was touched. And brother, you got ripped off and let me know. I believe that was your queen that was um, hugging the sister. I'm not privy to what they were discussing, but, um, you know, she, she showed me that she appreciated the information. I, I just put it that way. So she gave me a, um, a nice donation and, and a word of encouragement right before I left. And I gave her a word of encouragement as well. And one thing it made me realize as I try to bring this up and see how this is going to be done is that a lot of our people um, really need healing and they've been through a lot of things and um, they don't have outlets or places that they can go to uh, express themselves and to hear this information um, that I believe is life-giving and life-altering information. And it's just that we haven't found a way to maximize um, the ability for more of our people to receive it, right? A lot of people are distracted by a lot of things. I just found it, <laughs> I found it so interesting this weekend that, um, you know, I wasn't really on social media because I was getting ready for my presentation and the convention. And so I wasn't really on it like that. And the next time I'm on there, there's like some milk cart thing happening just out of nowhere. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I see all these black people on milk cartons and it's just like it came out of nowhere. And I'm like, we this, I'm like, we're easily distracted. Like you did. I don't know who came up with this stuff, what is going on, why people are doing it. And I'm just like, this is like we love goofiness, man. And it's it's, it's disappointing. Let's put it like that. Uh you got ripped off says they discussed the sisters endeavors with the uh police department. Yeah, yeah. She from what she said, and you know just a little bit of what she said, what she shared with us. Um, she's scarred. She's scarred by that, that experience. Let's put it like that. Um, and sister, uh, Tula says it was a nice event and good information provided as well. I learned some things I didn't know, which is always my goal. Whenever I speak, that's my goal. And she said, yes, we need more institutions to hold in-person gatherings. Yeah. I mean, because one of the, one of the things that, um, that they're using this whole COVID for is to divide the people and keep people from being able to speak to each other and being around each other and um, just building those bonds. You know what I'm saying? Those social bonds have been broken for a lot of people. I have people in my family I haven't seen because I'm not vaccinated. Um, they're scared to death of this whole situation uh, because um, we had a lot of death in our family on really on both sides of my family lately but not not um covid related but just you know this people just passing away in a short span of time and just 
I mean, for those that know me, y'all, y'all, I think I spoke about it in the last year. I spoke about some some things I probably spoke about, and some things I didn't. But yeah, you know, it's just as far as that goes, 20, 2020 was a rough year. 2020 was a rough year in a lot of ways. <laughs> but, you know, everybody was having a rough year. So I'm, you know, it's like, yeah, no need for me to talk about that. And War Report says, you present the facts as they are. It blows me away how much I don't know. Hey, brother, you'd be surprised. It blows me away how much I don't know. Because sometimes I get to researching this stuff. And I'm like, I don't even. <laughs> and I see stuff. I'll be like, Psh. like, this was so funny. I literally have books that I have either not read or I've read parts of the book. And then I'll go into those books and for the research for, for a presentation. And I'll sit there and I'll be like, Man, I've had this book for 10 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've had this book for 10 years. Man. I never knew this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so it in a way it's funny, being completely honest. And you know, the way it's just like, man, this thing's just sitting here waiting for me. And I'm sitting here with it and don't, you know, just don't have a clue of what's going on. So um you know, that's just that's just one of those things. It's just like, you know, it, it's it's kind of funny, really, that you have the tools to just write in your hand, and <laughs> you, just, you know, you just don't don't use them until you know. But I guess in a way, you use them when you need them. You know, the the book came in handy. I broke it out um, weeks ago. Looked through it look through some other books because the presentation for those who saw um, the chopping it up what you saw was not what i originally started with and i just scrapped the whole thing which is i'm trying to think what else i did like that when i did the memorandum 46 that was the same thing what y'all end up getting was completely different from what i started with <laughs> i mean completely i i mean I scrapped the entire presentation and started from scratch. And um, because I actually had to research because what I was going to do didn't include actually researching its origin, right? And so I had to go back and go through all that. Um, and so for this one, it was just getting long and it was meandering and it wasn't, and it wasn't, it wasn't relevant and it was going over territory that we've been over with, you know, Nat Turner and things like that. And the Haitian revolution. I was, and I was like, you know what? Let me start over. <laughs> Literally. It's just like, let me start over. And so I, um, that's what I did. I started over and then I came back and then what you saw yesterday for those who saw it, that, that's what I came up with. And Brother War Report says, Memorandum 46 is very sober and it's happening before our eyes. Yeah, yeah. That, it's so funny you said that because, and I don't know if the person is in here, but a brother, in regards to the Memorandum 46, a brother asked me today that I don't think I've interacted with on social media, but he was like, man, what's going on with all of these, um, 
we not African, we Indian uh, people and movements and stuff popping up. And um, also, you know, I, at first I was going to just say Memorandum 46, but I, I gave him my answer. But yeah, we, anytime I see this stuff that tries to separate black people globally, all I think is Memorandum 46. That's all I think. It, and it's so interesting that I had a piece about the 72 Black National Convention in that, and now there's a documentary coming up uh, that features the uh, 1972 Black National Convention. I'm not sure where it, or even when it'll be available. I just saw an advertisement for it and I just kind of laughed. I'm like, and I talked about this last year, and now all of a sudden it's relevant. So, I mean, not saying they got it from me. I'm just saying it's interesting that other people apparently, and they probably, I guess they were working on it at the same time I was working on this because initially I was supposed to do the Memorandum 46 in, uh, I think, April of 2020. And then, of course, you know, like I say, tell people the world was put on pause. And so that went, as my grandmother liked to say, the way of the dodo bird. So, <laughs> you know, but I I think it turned out well, the way it ended up happening. And so that was just one of those things that, and in fact, no, it definitely turned out well. Let me correct myself, because I would not, what I came up with would not have been the same. It have been, it would have been totally different. That extra time allowed me to take and reformat and research some things and go in a different direction than what I was going. I was completely doing something different before that. Um, and the brother said to get into it with the FBA Aboriginal Blacks all the time. Now, I... Are they the same crew? Because I thought they was two different people. It, but is is that the same? Are they the same folks? Because if they the same folks, man, it, that stuff will make you tired. I don't even argue with people anymore. I just present what I present on social media. And um, if you with it, cool. If you're not, that's cool as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to um, argue or debate with you about anything i'm just i'm just not it's just not going to do it not at all so i mean it is what it is if you're like you're like hey man we not this and that and blah 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 all right cool bro you know because and i was telling brother from what i have seen all right and somebody can correct me when if i'm wrong from what i have seen the person who made that popular the first black person I saw talking that stuff was uh, Dwight York. You know what I'm saying? A.K.A. Dr. York. The guy who eventually was arrested for ridiculous number of counts of um, child sexual abuse. Right? So, if you're going to tell me that um Y'all know what I'm saying. If you are telling me about stuff that comes from that guy, 
yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can say is, yeah, okay. That's all I can say. I'm, I got nothing else to say, you know. But um, it looks like I'm not going to be able to share this, unfortunately. I can't do what, what I wanted to do. It's not going to work. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. But what I will do is, oh, you know what? Y'all tell me if y'all want me to do a video on, on poor light. I wasn't, but I will. Because I, I feel like I said what I needed to say with that. However, um, I kind of feel like it needs to be addressed. I'll let y'all tell me. Because it seemed like everybody talked about it, but everybody kind of talked about it in kind of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of a gossipy way without really addressing the issues or the issue at hand. And then another thing with that, and I, I'll be brief with this. I had no idea that people were still considering him conscious when, you know, he started off with four black wives. Um, I always thought that that was, um, I always thought that was, you know, that was a sort of like a publicity stunt, something to get his name up. You know what I'm saying? You see this brother, you got four beautiful black women. Uh, and, you know, so when I first saw him, but, in fact, the first time I saw him actually was online with, with this new covenant situation. And I was trying, I, I didn't know who he was and I didn't know who they were. Um, I thought they was connect, might be connected with the New Orleans or whatever. So I was like, eh, whatever. But I just never, that's the word I'm looking for. I never, I just never took the guy seriously. You know, I just never thought he was serious. And, um, you know, it is what it is. And brother, you got ripped off. Say, do a bit after more facts come out. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Because everybody jumped on it and everybody will be finished with it soon. And War Report says, how much would a request video? What do you mean, how much? Nah, I just, I'm saying a basic video that I'm putting on YouTube, just, just um, either drop it in my email or drop it on my Instagram DM. And be like, hey, talk about this. I mean, for y'all, the people that really support me, that's nothing. Cause y'all, y'all give me ideas anyway. I mean, people give me ideas all the time. They don't know it. They be like, "Have you seen this? Have you seen that?" And I'd be like, "No," which means if I haven't seen it, other people haven't seen it. Like when I did that video um, about the brother, that which now is not even we seeing these cases all the time. In fact, I'm gonna do a video about it. But the brother that was 36 that had the breakthrough case and died, breakthrough case of COVID that died. Um, yeah. You know, somebody sent me that information and I was like, I checked it out and I was like, yeah, I got to talk about this. I got to do a video and what I'm going to try to do is contact somebody close to the situation. Uh, they are trying to kill brother, uh, brother Ozone, brother Othel Wallace in, um, hey, I can't remember, is he in Georgia, Florida, wherever he's at. They're trying to kill that brother right now in jail. Uh, they just posted something saying, claiming that he was on suicide watch and they, that he's on he's on forty eight hour lockdown. I hadn't even heard of that. I heard a twenty four hour lockdown where you get one day out. I mean one day, excuse me, one hour out yourself. 
that brother is on 48 hour lockdown i just saw that information today so what i want to do really is an interview with somebody close to him wife mother somebody and get some information about that and get that information out they're trying to kill that brother because if you don't know uh from my understanding the officer that was shot died from his injuries and they so they upped the brother's charges um to a murder charge and this since every since then they've been putting them in lockdown and they basically probably trying to torture the brother the way they did the panthers back in the day um if you ever read Huey P. newton's book i can't remember which one it was but he talked about you know it was like being in a hole in that whole situation how he had to discipline himself um limit his eating and limit his um drinking and things like that basically fast and just focus to keep his mind um together and his mind intact because of the situation to how they were trying to destroy him psychologically as well as physically and unfortunately uh from the information i'm receiving brother brother o is enduring a similar type of supposedly illegal treatment uh while he is incarcerated and understand he has not been convicted of anything his case has not been adjudicated yet so it seems like they're trying to because they've seen that people are trying to support he they have raised a decent amount of money but the charges have been upped so the lawyers involved uh are apparently asking for more money to get started and so that situation is um very dire and that's something i definitely want to um get with somebody who's close to it about in order to um see if i you know just help spread the word see you know whatever i can do because i i look at the brother very similarly and a lot of people may not think about it this way but I look at it, uh, his case very similarly to Huey P. Newton's case where, you know, the police are pretty much harassing him for no reason. Something happens, police officer, um, you know, walks into a bullet, you know, some type of way. And then they basically try to kill the brother before adjudicating his case. So it really is, to me, a modern day Huey P. Newton case. And um, I don't have phone with me because i wish i could find my phone if i had my phone with me i would let y'all know where uh which um instagram account you could follow to get information about that to cut i know his mother has made that account and i believe is is there's a we stand with ozone and i stand with ozone which is two different accounts I believe that is the one and you can get information about his case, but his case is very important. Um, and it's something we need to come together to see what we can do really to save this brother's life. To be honest, he was minding his business. He was getting ready to go to work. Cop walks up on him, whatever happens, happens. And here we are, you know, and to be completely honest for the brothers that's in here, it could be any of us. That's, that situation could have been any of us. Anytime we walk out of our house, the cop could walk upon us for no reason whatsoever, start harassing us, and 
you know, we um, suffer some physical damage, you know. Um, so that is something to look out for. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to try to contact somebody and do an interview with so we can have the latest information about that. I think that's very important. No, you know, outside of what I've seen a little bit on social media, I don't see anybody really talking about it, but they have been able to to um, raise a good amount of money. So possibly more people are not possibly, obviously, excuse me, more people are hearing about it than it appears and more people are standing with him. Um, and more, you know, he needs all, all the help he can get with that situation. Because the minute that I heard the officer had, had passed away, I was like, oh, no, they are not going to um, let this go freely. So anyway, back to the um, the chopping it up. The well, actually, this goes in line. Y'all give me a second here. I try to. Sister Shaniqua says that's first. Time. This is your first time hearing about the situation. Yeah, you. Um, I follow. I follow those, both of those accounts on Instagram. You can see it on Instagram. But getting with the, um, I mean, talking, getting back to the chopping it up session. So the chopping it up was um, at six thirty, and so I came out there uh, about five, set up. You know, get my equipment together, and my cameras and sound and all this stuff, sound checks, things like that. Y'all know how it goes. And the, the title of the presentation is We Exist Because We Have Resisted, right? And Dr. Khalid Abdul-Muhammad always had a saying that he says, we must resist to exist. Right. So this was kind of a, a take on that where I look back at our history and it's like, oh, OK, you know what? Not only must we resist to exist, but we literally exist because we have resisted. And our resistance is the reason why you can look at black people and see that there are black people in America It's the reason why even though we've been under constant assault, our numbers continue to grow, though not obviously not as much as they should. Um, and the reason why we're still considered a threat to the, both the people in power and the European Europeans who aren't in power, but just don't like black people. Uh, it's the reason why we've been able to make any advancement that we made to get any right that we have to any economic gain we made, like uh, any form of an advancement whatsoever has been because we've resisted. And so I had made a quote at the beginning of the lecture and the quote was simply Every ounce of freedom that black people have gained anywhere on earth over the last 500 years was gained because we fought our enemies. Anything that was gained by any other means turned out to be a trick that harmed us more than it helped us. 
Now there'll be people who disagree with that, but if you actually do the research and do the history, it, I mean, it's just readily apparent. It's readily apparent. It's readily apparent. Oh man, because what what happened is that we've been told for years that we didn't resist. You know what I'm saying? And I remember in high school, I remember in high school, the history teacher talking, and I remember two distinct things. One, I remember him talking about world history because it was like a world history, like one semester's world history and one semester with US history, right? I remember the world history. You, you broke out the map, you know what I'm saying? And just started talking about the whole Mesopotamia thing. I don't know if they still teach it this way now because obviously, uh, if you want to know how old I am, I was in high school last century. All right, there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's when I was in high school. So um, they may be teaching differently now. I don't know. But they were teaching the world history and they were talking about Mesopotamia and he barely touched. In fact, this ancient world history. In fact, he barely touched um, Egypt. You know, and they were calling it Egypt, not Kemet. And then there's on the Roman Greece. And I just remember feeling like, yo, I ain't got no history. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like literally, I was just sitting there like, so I ain't got no history. That, you know, I didn't, I couldn't say it because I didn't have any information to contradict what was being taught. You see what I'm saying? I hadn't, I had not taken that step to knowledge itself. But I just remember sitting there like, yo, there's a map. You in Asia, you close to Africa. I can see Africa. You you brushed over a corner of Africa. It went on to some other stuff. And I'm saying, you, you, you see what I'm saying? And I'm just like, everybody in here almost in the class, like this classroom is 80% black. You're white. And you just told every one of us without saying it, that we don't have no history whatsoever. That we just, I mean, you might as well just call us monkeys for real, if we're being honest. And I was, I was offended and upset, but I had nothing to contradict him with. So I just had to sit there and take it, right? And, um, and then later on, and now that I'm talking about it, without it probably in some way spurred me to this path because I was, I was, I was consciously frustrated and probably subconsciously outraged. But then maybe, maybe not even two years later, maybe a year later, year and a half later, whatever the case, I would start this journey. I would learn about Malcolm X and go from there. Sister Tila Nubia said, I never liked history in school, and now I know why. Yeah, because they they make it so it's not relevant. And what's so deep is if we taught our children properly, things like math wouldn't seem as difficult because we would understand the origins of math coming from us and architecture and science and things like that. Things that don't seem relevant to our children because when they're giving you the history of stuff, because every subject they give you the history. When they give you the history of stuff, it don't seem relevant to you. It doesn't seem like it has anything to do with you. And that's the way they taught 
the history. I mean, man, that history class, looking back on it, was complete garbage. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Complete garbage. A complete waste of time. I've taught more complete history in any three of my lectures than I got in four years of high school. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't get a heck of a lot better in college than I remember, you know? But, and it's weird because history was a subject that I found interesting, but I found infinitely more interesting when I began to study on my own, as we called it then, as I began to gain knowledge of self. And of course, because the well is so deep and because you don't get, because it, this is the thing, like literally after 30 years, approximately, because I did take some time off, approximately 30 years of study, right? I can still pick up a book in my house and learn something. <laughs> you understand? About the history of black people. After 30 years of study, I can go in this closet, pick up a book, open it up in the middle and discover something about black people I never knew. Like half of the, I won't say half, but a significant segment of the, um, the chopping it up presentation from yesterday, I learned in the last month, literally. Like literally opened the book, read it. Whoa, what? Right? The the whole the whole section about the Negro Fort had no clue whatsoever. One person had heard of the Negro Fort there. And that's because he was in the military. <laughs> you know, they had to take the military history. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? He was, he was the only person. Everybody was like, what? But that's the way I was. And then when I was able to find a, a video with a report on it, I was as shocked about that as I was about the whole event. You know what I'm saying? So that's something for those who want to know. That's something you can look up. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, pl it's plenty of information on the internet about it, but I never heard about it. I got my initial information from a book that I bought um, from a, actually from a library. It's a book they didn't want anymore. So Anybody out there that wants to be a researcher and you you want to really get extensive research on our history and stuff like that, um, there's a site called bookfinder.com where you can find rare books. Like, I mean, I, I mean, rare books. And a lot of times, libraries that have books that they're no longer using or people aren't interested in, and they'll sell you. The thing about Bookfinder is if you can, the libraries will sell you the books for like, a lot of times really low prices because they they're not using them so they just getting rid of them um now sometimes you got these rare book collectors and they will charge you through the i mean they would just rip your wallet out and take your pants with it i <laughs> mean you know what i'm saying it, it is just it's crazy so you gotta really try to look around and try different sources and things like that and Brother Elijah says, it's interesting how you can learn more about your history outside the classroom than you do in it. Oh, absolutely. It's been like that for years, and I doubt very seriously it's changed very much. 
never never would have thought uh what brother you got ripped off um so yeah man i in fact i still literally i have that book and another old book from like the 50s or something sitting here on my uh desk and that book was actually I believe that book was recommended by Dr. John Henry Clark. I was reading some of his and he mentioned it and I just I went and got it. You know, um, Dr. Clark is so profound, man. So, oh man, when he said, <laughs> when he said I only debate my equals, all others I teach, I literally started to make that my intro for my YouTube channel. That was going to be part of the intro. But I thought it seemed too... Um, bombastic and braggadocious so i was like nah i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that because i figured they would just invite people that just want to debate me like oh man you ain't nobody you know oh that i just got that information yeah but here's the funny part about it though literally the information just sitting in my house waiting for me to exhume it <laughs> you know what i'm saying i've had this book for years that's the thing i've read part of the book but I do not ever remember reading that page in the book until, like I said, about a month ago. And I looked and I was like, really? And then I looked up the information. It's like, bam, here it is. You know, the uh, the brother, uh, uh, brother Negro Abraham, his information. Somebody did an extensive article on that. Unbelievable information, you know. Um, and so that was just some of the... Uh, information that was put forth and i may because my editing skills still not up to par but i may do a little after i actually look at after i look at the footage and see see what i got see what it looked like because i took mine from a different angle than Jeannie did i may uh chop up maybe a three minute um highlight video of that I'm gonna see if I can get Jeannie to chop up a highlight video of, cause I don't know what what he got going on. We got the time to do it. Maybe a three minute highlight video of the uh, convention and send it to me. And if he does that, I'll post that. And then I'll try to um, chop up. See if I can come up with a three good minutes of, of uh, the chopping up yesterday. And use that as a um, use that as a advertisement for the next chopping it up, which is going to be Monday, September twenty seventh at six p.m. Doors open at six. Which price start at six thirty. Same thing. And of course, like I said before, that will include the um, that will include the truth about COVID book. That's what we're going to be dealing with. So anybody that's interested in enjoying the conversation, you can get that book now. And so you can be ready for that discussion. And I'm trying to see what else in that presentation. Oh, yeah. And I ended that presentation with these wonderful words. And they come from our grand master teacher. Dr. Chancellor Williams. And it says, of course, the necessary re-education of blacks and a possible end to racial crises can begin, strangely enough, only when blacks fully realize this central fact in their lives. 
the white man is their bitter enemy. For this is not the ranting of wild-eyed militancy, but the calm and unmistakable verdict of several thousand years of documented history. Dr. Chancellor Williams, from his book, The Destruction of Black Civilization, page 316. And that comes from the good book, Our Black Bible, um, The Destruction of Black Civilization. Um, and brother, you got Rick also says, which Dale Jones books we bruh. Dale Jones books, man. I was like, <laughs> man, get it finding Dale Jones books are like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> go to a secret cave and give a password and go down a tunnel and you know get the book and exchange some of your blood. I mean. Finding his books is crazy. I've I know I paid over a hundred dollars for one of his books before. And I'm trying to think, was it you? I remember somebody told me maybe it was a brother in Dallas. Somebody told me they bought one of Dell Jones' books and they sent both both editions or something. They sent like it was a part one and part two, and they sent them both. And I was like, man, why was I that lucky? <laughs> What in the world, man? Uh, you got ripped off says those, those stores that sell books they get from public libraries are hidden gems. I found a rare gold trim edition of Frederick Douglass' biography for $20 from some of the Urugus. Man. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you got over. There used to be an old book, and I don't know if it's, there's an old book, um, what they call it? I guess they call it a vintage bookstore. I guess that's a word. Over on Capitol Hill. But with that some Yorugu on. I used to go in there sometimes. Every now and then I find something relevant to black people. I haven't been over there in years, so I don't even know if it still exists. And oh, Sister Tila Numi said you already you already finished the uh COVID book. Okay, cool. You're ahead of me then. So you're ahead of the game. That's cool. So Let's see, it's 9.20. All right, I'm going to go about 10 more minutes, and I'm going to close this out. Also, I am going to re-upload uh, re the uh, Organize or Die video or live stream, but I edited it and uh, took the intro out. And Okay, you said you paid $375 for Volume 1, but they sent Volume 3, but they refunded you the $375? Hey, man, I yeah, the days of me, <laughs> the days of me spending over over a hundred for a book now, those days in the in the in the past. But I'm glad you got the refund, bro. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Dell Jones books is crazy, really. And I didn't, I don't even remember seeing his books like that in the '90s when I was really, you know, really in that first stage of really buying a lot of books. Like I don't. I remember going to my mother's house and looking at some old stuff I had left there in, in her um, basement. And I, I didn't, I still didn't have any of Dale Jones books. I just, I guess I just never got them into the last 10 years or so. Much to my chagrin. Those things are difficult to find. But um, yeah, so anybody else, what I, what um, thoughts 
or ideas. Everybody, that, anybody that saw the um, the uh, chopping it up, what did y'all think? Because I already know everybody enjoyed the convention, so I don't even have to ask. You know that that goes without saying. And it was weird this year the convention because I, I swear we had we probably had as many people not from D. We might have had more people not from uh, D.C. and P.G. County, the D.M.V. than we had from the D.M.V. And I'm just trying to figure out now. And y'all tell me, are we in a situation where people aren't used to coming out to events? I mean, because from when I well, I see people outside doing all types of stuff. So it's just one of those things where people just want to get out and they just want to do quote unquote fun stuff. And they're really not trying to do any uh, liberation work or weren't uh, or excuse me, learning. Or what are y'all what are y'all thoughts on that? What's really going on? Because it was in, it was interesting in that there were a lot of out of town people and not a lot of in town people. Um, <laughs> Reggie got ripped off said 130 videos before September. Yeah, we um, we struggling with that. <laughs> we struck, you know, I'm saying, first of all, I gotta get YouTube to stop taking down half the videos I put up. We gotta start with the basics out here, you know. I can't put up if I put up four videos in a day and they take down three of them, does that still count or not? Y'all tell me. And they be having a good old time with my stuff, man. They just be like, yeah, there's not really a copyright strike, but you we, you can't post it. I'm like, what is that? What do you mean? I already have one copyright strike. You can only get three, you know? Um, so I, I'll see what they do with this one because it's the same intro. I forgot I had meant to I had meant to change the intro, which would be the second time I changed the intro, but I paid somebody to clear the music. That's the part that that's frustrating is that I pay for this music. You know what I'm saying? I make these intros myself, but I pay for the music. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I pay for the beats. Anyway, don't even get me started on the whole YouTube thing. It just makes my head hurt. Cause they what they use, they use a uh they have an algorithm. It's not a person. So the algorithm is like, ah, man, you can't do that. And I'm like, bro, whatever. Um, sister says, very informative discussion. Thank you, sister. Thank you. I thought I thought the discussion afterwards was outstanding. You really, you got to rip off, had some outstanding questions. So, yeah, it's looking, it's, it's looking real bad for that. Uh, <laughs> looking real bad for those 30, 30 videos. But, you know, I'm going to try to, in fact, when I get over here, after I go get something to eat, I'm going to try to record a couple tonight for tomorrow and I'm going to re-upload that other one. So if you got the notifications on for your YouTube and you just start seeing different um, videos pop up, that's me trying to uh, at least get to 15 or 16 because it's really 31 days in August. At least me trying to get to 16 videos in before September, you know start with the basics and work our way up you know what i'm saying brother you got ripped off making me laugh he mentioned that yesterday i'm like youtube's killing me man taking my stuff down every time i look up they're like hey can't do this can't do that can't do this can't do that i'm sure they flagged this one for the um for the quote from dr uh chancellor williams 
I should have went and taken and put that up on the screen, but it's kind of hard to do that. It would have been actually, yeah, I could could have did it if I had if I really want to. I had to go and get a second computer and do all that. So I didn't feel like going through the hassle. Whatever. We'll see what they do. We'll see if they if by the time I wake up they take this one down. And I'll just uh edit it accordingly. That might be just my game plan from now on. You know, just as I make them take them down, edit them. <laughs> nah, I'll wait till I'll wait till they do what they do and then go from there. You know. Cause as you all know, you can always find um the stuff that they don't like here, you can find that on my OTW2 account. And that is DC Radical 1 as well. And in fact, I might as well read that now. You can find me on Instagram at DC.Radical1. On Twitter at DC underscore Radical underscore O-N-E. Which I really need to do a better job of using my Twitter. I am not on Twitter a lot at all anymore. Um, because I'm not gonna be honest. I mean, I'm not, I'm gonna be honest, excuse me. Twitter is a cesspool of negativity, the gender war, and black on black self hatred. And that's why I don't like going on there very often. And there's always some dispute or discussion, the diaspora wars. And man, I, it's, it's just a land, it's just a, Digital Insane Asylum over there. But um, yeah, you can follow me on OTW2 at DC Radical 1. The Cash App is dollar sign DC Radical 1. And of course, this is a YouTube, capital D, small c, Radical 1. And the email is dc.radical underscore 1 at protonmail.com. So that is how you can contact me on the various social media. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot, but not as much as people think by the number of messages I get, <laughs> you know, and I do this YouTube thing occasionally. We're not preparing for big events. And Sister Tila Nubia says, just like YouTube. I Yeah, I, YouTube is kind of easier to avoid stuff, but yeah, there's a lot of gender war madness on YouTube as well. A lot of, um, I guess, because I don't follow a lot of what comes from the sisters that's negative um, i see more of the stuff that comes from the brothers and yeah one thing i see i ain't gonna talk about this long but people take the the worst of our people and point it out just to talk bad about our people but they don't have nothing bad to say about Yurugu. you know what i'm saying i mean these people just finished talking about again <laughs> talking about how um adverse they are to daily bathing that's what the Europeans have been talking about lately, before the, the milk crate thing popped off. And I don't see anybody making, I ain't see anybody making YouTube videos about that. In fact, I'm glad I said that. Brother, you got rid of remind me to make a video about that, man, about all these uh, Yoruba talking about how much they don't be. Yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and get the whatever strike on that one. But, you know, I tell the truth and shame Satan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause I haven't seen nobody make a video about it, so I'm gonna make a video about it. Why not? I mean, it's not it's not me. I'm not making up lies. These people publicly admit it; they don't take baths. In fact, I saw some doctor 
and I wish I had saved the article. Some doctor talking about bathing every day is, is bad for you or something. I'm thinking to myself, it might be bad for you because you're your Rugu, but it's not bad for me. I've been bathing at least once a day, sometimes twice, sometimes three times, depending on how, that, how hot it is, for decades. It hasn't hurt me in the least. So I know we're different, but I think um, uh, hygiene is important for everybody who claims to be a human being and anybody that disagrees with that probably emerged from the cave and should be sent back as soon as possible. So with that, brothers and sisters, man, I thank you all for listening to this special edition of the Center Live here in the evening, in the middle of the week. Uh, I think, and I got I got a lot of things up in the air right now, to be completely honest, but I am going to try to at least do a couple of live streams during the week, and I'll let you all know when that happens. Like I said, I got a couple of things up in the air right now as far as my schedule and things like that, so I should know what's going on probably um, in hopefully within the next couple of weeks, hopefully. And well, <laughs> since it's Tila Nubia saying, reverting back to the natural state. <laughs> yeah, apparently, you know, they've been trying to, um, they're just tired of lying about it. You know, they like, nah, that's who he is. And you got ripped off, said, seen a TikTok where Yuru, uh, cave female saying that she, uh not even uh, goodness i'm not even surprised but i mean that's just savage you know and i don't mean savage in the way that young people say savage i mean savage is an uncivilized and barbaric that's man that you talk about disgusting and then our people be our people be running to i mean they be running to dive into the cave with this barbarity man like, can you imagine? This <laughs> real quick before you go. Hey, like, can you imagine? You grew up in a black household, and you sit around and lay up with this person, and then you get up and you walk in their bathroom, and they don't have no washcloths, and you're like, oh, they may be in the closet. Like, hey, where your washcloths? And you ask them, and they like, what's a washcloth? And you like, Yo, what are you talking about right now? You know what I'm saying? Like y'all remember that when it when you know what I'm saying Yurugu was like they ain't know what washcloths was. That was a whole controversy. He's just like, like if you don't use washcloths, that was the key. That was a clue right there about the hygiene thing and, and the bathing and whatnot. Cause they ain't even heard of washcloths. I'm like, well, who's manufacturing these things? You know, I know the cotton comes from from Egypt. They always talk about the Egyptian cotton, but who's making them? So you got Egyptian cotton and it's made in China and y'all ain't never heard of washcloth. So obviously that's a we already know right now that black people invented that. We ain't gotta ask. Cause they not even <laughs> they not even oh man. And Sister Shanique will say that's why they have to shake. Hey, don't quick story, and y'all extending the live stream with this stuff. This is guys honest truth. Um this has been a few years ago now. It was in the gym. And you know, walking to the gym, locker room, whatever, and you know, you got the showers connected to it, and um, and it was it was it was late, 
but this was um this wasn't on this this wasn't on my side of town this was on the other side of town and um I walked in there and this Yuru had his shirt off and he had his shirt off but it looked like he had a sweater on that's how Harry this dude was it was crazy I just and I was standing there like what the and he, I, he looked up and looked at me like, what are you looking at? And I was like, you, you know, I was like, never mind. And I, I, man, I just walked back out. I, I couldn't believe it. That was, I never seen nobody that hairy. It was, it was unreal. He looked like, you know, um, I forgot what, it's, it's some type of medical condition where people have hair all over them and their face and everything look, basically look like werewolf. He looked like that, except without the hair on his face. It, it was crazy. So, just being completely honest, um, we're very much different from these people in a lot of ways, and it is what it is, you know. So, uh, brother, you got ripped off. He's already dipped out. BB day to you, brother, you got ripped off. So, I'm going to end this here before I get my whole channel taken down, talking about Urugu, even though we're teaching the truth. So with that, brothers and sisters, I thank you all for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you have not subscribed. Again, I am your brother, DC Radical One. I thank everyone who came out to this weekend's convention, if I can get it out. I thank everyone who watched via the live stream. I thank everyone who came out to chopping it up. Include my brother, you got ripped off. I thank everybody that watched the live stream of the Chopping It Up. And I thank you all for your support of this live stream and your support at SBPM and myself. Personally, with that, I say a BB for Hodier and straight black pride. Thank you for watching this video. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, follow us on our other social media platforms. On Instagram, we're at dc.radical1. On Twitter, we're at dc underscore radical underscore one. And the cash app is dollar sign dc radical the numeral one. Thank you again. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. On the wake up. So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored? Shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2. It's the black YouTube. Why, you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just gotta move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them perfect people a 10 second snippet, a 15 second snippet, and make them come to OTWTube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. Cause only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTWTube is where it's at.